When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Principles of Success, Interviewing the Experts, Season 3, Episode 1. And today's book review is on, or book summary is on, No Grain, No Pain. But first, you might have noticed that this episode is going live on Friday. I am going back to the original three-episode format, because I have a lot to talk about, and I wanted to give the principles of finance plenty of room to do their thing, and I wanted to talk about more books, because I've got a lot of books to talk about still. However, I went to the two-episode format because three episodes was just too much with everything I have going on. So if it becomes too much, I will go back to the two-episode format and can just condense the principles of finance a little bit more. However, before we dive into the book, I want to complain a bit, because this is my third time recording this stupid episode, because the first time wasn't good enough for you guys, so I deleted it and started over. And then the second time, I realized that I accidentally recorded with my computer's microphone instead of my fancy podcast microphone, and the audio sucked. It was so bad. So I deleted that one. So now I'm recording it again, even though I'm tired and I want to go to bed, and this is taking way longer than it should have, but... Regardless, let's get this thing going. Also, Happy New Year's. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. So, first key takeaway. Just because you took a test and it didn't say that you were gluten sensitive, that means nothing. There is no test that tests for every single gluten reaction that you might have, and there is no test to every single gluten out there. So just because you got a test doesn't mean anything. The only test to see if you have gluten sensitivity is to cut grains out of your diet for a time, all grains, including processed foods, because they're full of grains, and see if your chronic problems go away or if they're the same. And then when you add it back in, if they come back. That's the only actual way to see if you have gluten sensitivity. And most likely, you probably are gluten sensitive, because at a bare minimum... 30% of the population has gluten sensitivity. And what the heck is gluten sensitivity? Gluten sensitivity is not celiac disease. Celiac disease is a form of gluten sensitivity, but but there are many other forms of gluten sensitivity. The most predominant one being obesity. Obesity is caused by grain. It is caused by a... Obesity is an autoimmune reaction to grains. That's kind of how he ends the book, is by, of hammering home that fact, is that obesity is inflammation, and the inflammation is caused by grains. So next up on the list is a list. And it's kind of a list of different things, but essentially it is a list of myths about gluten. So myth number one, or number one, gluten is only found in wheat barley, rye, and oats. And how this myth came about is because of 
World War II, and celiac disease. So, celiac disease, the cause of celiac disease being grains, was figured out in World War II because everybody was starving and grains were in short supply. So, by force of not of it not being around, a lot of people went on a gluten-free diet, essentially. And a lot of symptoms went away, including celiac. And the doctor who was studying celiac noticed that it went away when people stopped eating the grains. And then once the war was over and grains were coming back into people's diets, everything came back with a vengeance. So he took them back off of the grains, it went away. And then that's how he figured out that grain caused celiac. Now, in Europe, the grains they eat are wheat, rye, barley, and oats. So he took those out and put those in, so those grains were the cause. However, corn and rice and even grain proxies like quinoa all contain glutens in them. They're different types of glutens, and not everybody is allergic to the same type of... or it's not allergic. Not everyone is sensitive to the same types of glutens. And like I already mentioned... There are different autoimmune reactions to different people with gluten sensitivities. So one of them is celiac disease. Another one might be fibromyalgia, or uh, it might be obesity, or it might be malnutrition. So let's actually dive into that a little bit more. So grains cause both malnutrition and obesity. How does that work? Well, one person, their body is good at combating the gluten molecules that cause damage to the thyroid, which leads to obesity, um, but is not very good at protecting the digestive hairs that are inside your digestive tract, and the gluten burns them away, and so then you just can't absorb anything. But in somebody else, they might be really good at protecting the digestive tract, but not the thyroid. So that was number one, and kind of number two of that. Number two is corn and rice are safe. Corn and rice do plenty of damage all on their own. Now, I don't know, I don't, the author doesn't talk about this, but wheat is definitely the worst culprit. Not because wheat in itself was naturally bad over the other grains, but because We've done so much more to wheat. I've talked about this before, but in ancient wheats, which you can actually buy, um, so if you're not willing to completely cut out grains, maybe try an ancient wheat, uh, but they're expensive. In ancient wheat, the gluten, after all the rest of the flour is washed out, in ancient grains, the gluten that's left behind is maybe about the size of a marble, and in the same amount of wheat to produce that marble's worth of gluten, you'll get about a baseball size of gluten. Same amount of flour, but massive difference in levels of gluten. And that's because we've just, especially here in America, done a lot to our wheat to make it as gluteny as possible. Because gluten is what makes it fluffy and tasty. But it's also what does damage. Anyway, back on track. Three, this one I actually disagree with, but it's his book, so we'll talk about it. Milk protein molecules can be mistaken by the body as gluten. 
So he recommends that you cut it out, and that's the part I disagree with. The body mistaking the protein molecules is correct. The cutting it out is the part that I question. Um, but again, try cutting it out, see if it helps. If it doesn't, put it back in. And then the other point, which he actually talks about much later in the book, and this one I full-heartedly agree with, is that it also matters what the cow ate. So if you're eating, if you're drinking milk or eating meat from a cow or any other animal for that matter, that was fed predominantly grains or only grains, you are going to get those grain molecules in the food that you're eating. So even if you're not eating grains itself, your milk will still contain gluten and grain molecules in the milk because the cat that's all the cow ate. And you'll still ha- might and if you're super sensitive, you still might have issues from that. And to hammer that point home, which he doesn't actually talk about it, this is personal knowledge. Pig, pork. Most of my audience is American. One of the marketing gimmicks for pork is that it is the other white meat. Pork is not supposed to be white. Our pork is supposed to be about as red as our beef. Our beef is supposed to be redder than what it is, but our pork is supposed to be about that red. And when pigs are fed a nice, healthy diet of what pigs actually are supposed to eat, like nuts and forest goodies um, and cattails, they will actually contain more omega-3s in them than fish, or at least on par with some fish. So that's just a prime example of not only is what you eat matters, it also matters whatever you eat, what it ate. What you eat eats matters. So moving on. Number four, you can eat gluten if not celiac. We already talked about that there's a whole lot more of autoimmune stuff behind the scenes than just celiac. Number five and six we already covered. Number seven is dangerous to not eat grains. There's zero nutritional benefit to grains and a lot of damage. You will be perfectly fine not eating grains. However, if you're not part of the 30% that have gluten sensitivity, you will there will be less damage to you from eating grains than others. Most of you, however, probably have gluten sensitivity and probably should be avoiding grains. Number eight, all processed foods have grains. You cannot eat processed food if you're trying to cut out grains. Every single processed food out there, with almost 99.99% certainty, has some sort of grain filler or additive to either make it cheaper, make it taste better, to make it thicker, to help preserve it, to make it sweeter. Almost every single processed food out there has grain in it. Number nine, age equals pain. No, chronic inflammation and damage to your potty, oh, potty, (laughs) body. (laughs) I'm a child, I'm laughing at potty. Chronic inflammation and damage to the body over a prolonged period of time equals a lot of pain. But your body likes to heal and likes to fix the problems that you do to it. However, it doesn't have a chance to do that when you're constantly bombarding it with these toxic um, grain molecules that it has to fight off. So while it's fighting, it doesn't have time to heal. So over a lifetime, a lot of damage is done. But you, when you get old, it doesn't have to equal pain. Same thing with metabolism. P- 
People like to blame their age on their metabolism. No, it is how much you move and your quality of diet. People just get lazy over time. And that's number 10 and 11. Well, actually, no, that's 10. 11 is less movements, less movement of your body, using your body less equals more pain. And then the more pain you have means that you are more likely not to move as much. If you are full of arthritis because your body's been trying to fight grain inflammation for decades at this point, you're probably not going to go for a run. When you get hurt, you get scars. When you eat cake, you are putting a bio-attack into your body. And think of gluten like little needles of sandpaper, and they're punching holes in your digestive tract, which causes leaky gut, which releases toxins into your bloodstream, which causes all sorts of problems. I would not be surprised if almost every single mental disorder out there is caused by a high-grain diet. Now, I can't say for certainty which ones are, but I do know, and the author includes a nice list, of all sorts of different mental disorders that are impacted by grain diets and are very probably caused by a grain diet. The ones I knew from personal experience is autism and bipolar. Both of those are aggravated extremely by GI damage. So when you fix your gut, when I fixed my gut, my bipolar actually went completely away and my autism is like next to non-existent at this point. Like it's still there, but it's next to non-existent. But fibromyalgia, gout, or not gout, Crohn's, um, obesity, I think I already mentioned it, but obesity is a cause of inflammation caused by grains. Obesity is a result of eating grain and sugar, of course. And the main reason of why grain is responsible for it is because it does all sorts of wacky doodah to your thyroid and your hormones, and it's a whole lot of not fun. Grains make it harder for men to produce testosterone. It increases estrogen. It makes your uh, PMS worse. It, In fact, there's been plenty of women out there who, when they cut out grains, their PMS actually goes away. And, of course, it damages your thyroid, which makes it so much harder to have a healthy weight both on the skinny side and the fat side. However, do not let that be an excuse. Hormones only play a small part in your health of weight of your of your weight. 70% of it is your nutrition, 20% of it's your fitness and 10% of it is your hormones. Now, obviously I made that up, but it's probably pretty accurate. And that is basically it for no pain or no grains, no pain. And odds are almost all of you will benefit from trying to cut it out, at least temporarily. Because if you have any form of chronic pain, if you're obese, um, if you have brain fog, if you have mental disorders, if you have chronic fatigue, all of those are most likely caused by grains. And by cutting them out, you will feel a whole lot better. Now, this author is a, on the more extreme side. I'm on the more extreme side, but I've also never cut out grains completely. I love my pasta. However, I'm also well aware that my brain does not work right 
whenever I've had too much grains of any sort, but especially wheat. Um, so I will avoid grains for an extended period of time whenever I need to be highly productive or be on my toes. And it has to be an extended period of time because food has half-life, essentially. Um, the food you eat today, some of it will still be in your system. And if it's grains, will still be causing damage up to like a month from now. And that's why you have to, when you're testing it, you have to cut things out for an extended period of time. Because it takes time for all of that to go through your body. And it takes time for your body to begin healing. So if I'm needing to feel sharp, I will cut it out for a while. And honestly, I should cut it out permanently. But grains are tasty. So go read the book. It's a good book. Uh, you probably should listen to the advice. But again, none of us are perfect. And with that, I will see you all next week. Oh, and go check out my book. The Prince... The principles of success we'll be talking about or the principles of finance we'll be talking about a lot of what's contained in that book but if you want a more professionally done and uh, be able to look at it in front of you you should go check out my new book the blueprint of wealth and it will be and it is available on amazon link will be below and with that i will see you all next week